podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 141, recorded Sunday 4th of November. I'm your host David Holloway and joining me firstly is a man who has a fake laugh with my name written all over it. How are you Simon? David, you wouldn't know if I'd ever given you a fake laugh. I'm that good. <laughs> you are good. And you also don't laugh much, so it's it's a double whammy. Um, that, that, that's very true. It's very true. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. We also have a man who has been rated the sexiest Australian bearded Princess Leah for October ni- 2018 and 1918. How are you, Ben? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Although, chin's feeling a little bit cold at the moment without the beard anymore as well. So, life is tough. Life yeah, I, is tough. I haven't clicked through. I know you tw- uh, tweeted or something, a, a link to the picture. Mm. I don't think I ever clicked through to what you look like without your beard, so I must do that. <laughs> yeah, so no, there is a uh, video up. If you go to my Twitter, at the Smalley13, um, I think there's links there and stuff. I'll... I'm actually going to pin a new post uh, probably today or tomorrow uh, just saying that, you know, um, please go donate for November. Um, but, yeah, the whole Princess Leia thing, for those that don't know, um, I set myself a goal to raise $500 for November before PAX Australia. Um, I hit my $500 target uh, while I was on the plane down to Melbourne. Um, thankfully I had the costume already organized and packed up, ready to go just in case. Cause we were already sitting at that $400 mark, uh, a week or so beforehand. And, um, yeah, so I dressed up as princess Leia for the show and everything like I promised I would, if we reached the goal. So also I've shaved off my long, luscious, beautiful beard, uh, and supported Movember men's health, um, suicide prevention, mental health, um, prostate cancer, all those lovely things that go along with Movember. Um, and shave my beard off. I recorded it as a live Twitch stream, uh, so you can actually go watch it on the video on demand uh, off my Twitch page, uh, twitch.tv slash Benny8bit. And also, um, yeah, I'll post some photos and uh, some links. Uh, like I said, I'll pin the tweet. Um, I think it's actually already a pinned tweet, but I'll update it to have uh, a new photo in the um, a new goals there as well because I'm going to go try and reach $1,000 before the end of November. Nice. Well, I, and I'll put yeah. a link to yeah. I'll, I'll try and remember to put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll well. uh, write one in the show notes right now for you. Yeah, cool, excellent, um, brilliant. And I, I suppose as as the master of the really bad segue, um, speaking about ha- <laughs> having a shave, um, it's probably worth talking up front before we get into the the guts of the the podcast that we've been thinking about having our own group shave. Uh, in that we're going to have some changes with the podcast or even the format. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, unlike the last 22 changes in format across 141 episodes, we're actually thinking of doing the whole comic book reboot thing. So as far as we know, and this is up for grabs um, because I'm intrinsically disorganized, um, this will be probably the second last episode of Flashpoint. With uh, we're hoping to knock one more in episode 142 before Christmas, um, and then one of us is going on a great big adventure overseas to um, work at the Worcestershire Sauce Factory in Gloucester, Gloucestershire. Simon, yes, that that's true. Oh, you should also mention that we're looking at flipping the podcast and uh, having it uh, hosted by three black women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, look, and UK is a very hashtag the view. The view, that's right. Oh no, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Simon's going uh, across back to old, old Blighty. So um, they're going to be a bit of a hiatus from December for a month or so anyway, and we thought, well, that's the perfect opportunity to do a reboot. So all we know at this stage is we're doing one more episode, um, and on that episode, hopefully, we'll announce the name of the new podcast, the website, all that sort of stuff. Um, And I think it's fair to say that the focus of the podcast won't be just gaming, but games will not be, you know, disappearing from, from the discussion list, but we'll probably expand it to more that pop culture as far as games, movies, TV... Um, I'm thinking, like, from our discussions, I'm thinking it'll be a bit more of an open slew where we can talk about just about anything, anything really. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah politics. Except, except politics. Oh, except Except, po- oh, yeah, <laughs> well... <laughs> Politics? That was the only thing we got complained about, wasn't it? it? Was the politics? Oh no, and that was, but it, that was a legitimate complaint. And I was going to mention, I, and mm. I'm sorry, Jay, if I'm pointing a finger at you incorrectly because it may not have been you. But Jay mentioned quite rightly he didn't want politics in um, Flashpoint because we had we hate people at the time, and that was a very legitimate point. So yeah. my my argument would be with the new one: if you say up front, look, it's open slather, then everything's up for grabs. We'll just be talking about what's been recently happening. I think. Yeah, that's right. And so, probably having a few drinks at the same time. Yes, and and there's no other podcast out there like that that I'm aware of. <laughs> no, no, totally not, no. I think it's a unique concept. <laughs> it absolutely 100%. is. Um, so anyway, watch this space, but we just wanted to announce that. And we're not going to make a big fanfare for the last episode because we are continuing with something. So um, we're not going to have one of those awful four-hour things where we have 28 guests and as much, but we will do a big thank you session, I'm sure, because there's a lot of great people that have been involved. Um, you hear that, Ed? Yeah, look, and Ed's right <laughs> up there. Absolutely. Laugh. <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right, so let's jump in the guts of it anyway. Um, firstly, as always, with what we've been playing, Simon. Well, not a, not an awful lot uh, because of well, the the first game I've been playing is Ghostbusters, the video game. Uh, the second game I've been playing, which has been monopolizing my time, has been moving overseas the video game. Oh, you mean Tetris? <sighs> when I first moved into this flat, the the, the, the movers said, we've, we've moved homes that don't have this much, houses that don't have this much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now that everything's been pulled out of the cupboards and is sitting in the middle of the floor and I'm looking at it all, I'm going, yeah. It's a lot of stuff, but anyway. So there's uh, there's that, and uh, I haven't bought Red Dead, and I haven't bought Assassin's Creed because um, I tend to like getting the ultimate editions, and I'm not mm-hmm. I don't have uh, like over three hundred bucks to blow on those games. So I, I think I'll probably be leaving those until a mm-hmm. little bit later on uh, when um, when you know mover fees and airfares and paying for Christmas presents and all that nonsense is out of the way. Yeah. I have also been playing a little bit of Minecraft because my OCD and Asperger's has just uh, gotten the best of me uh, to one degree or another. So uh, I've ended up building an orbital road around my territory. And, um, yeah, that's that, that's A, pointless, and B, but I just had to get it done. It's very you know, satisfying, it, though, I can imagine. Well, it kind of is. Um, I, I, it takes about um, it takes about what was it now? 
It takes about 40 minutes to, to gallop around on a horse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. So you can imagine how long it took to build. Yeah, gotcha. Not, not only that, but just actually figure out where to build it, because, of course, you've got to contend with the the landscape and work out, well, should I go around this hill or go through this hill or go over this hill? Or, oh, there's a there's a river here. Oh, there's a bay here. Oh, should I build a bridge? Should I go around? You know. Yeah. No, no one cares. I know, I know, I know. Listeners, you, you, you don't, you don't. I'm not interested in listening to this, but I just, I just had to verbalise it. I just had to get it out there, and now it's out there. So Ben, what have you been doing? Oh, you know, nothing. All that's actually, I've done a couple of things. Um, so besides dressing up as Princess Leia for PAX, um, and I did play a whole bunch of um, indies and stuff while I was down at PAX, but we'll get onto them in a little bit more detail later on. Um, but I have been playing the new For Honor expansion, Marching Fire, uh, trying out all the new classes and having a bit of fun with it. Um, that came out a bit over a week ago now. It was literally a few days before Red Dead and stuff came out, so I haven't had a huge amount of time with it. Um, but from what I have played, it's been really good. Graphical update, extra characters, a couple of new modes. Um, so, yeah, pretty happy with it overall. Uh, other one I've been playing, Red Dead Redemption 2, of course. Uh, got back from PAX. First thing I did when I landed at the airport on the Gold Coast was drive straight to my local EB and pick up my Ultimate Edition to take home and install. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'm having an absolute ball with it. Uh, but we can talk more on that in a little bit as well because yeah. I think, David, you've been playing it as well. I have. Ooh. And uh, a couple of other games I've been playing on the Switch. Uh, My Hero One's Justice, which is the new video game based off the anime uh, Bokono Hero or My Hero Academia for us English speakers. Um, very fun little brawler game. Uh, very typical of those anime-style video games that Bandai Namco normally do. Um yeah, it, for what it is, it's actually a pretty cool little fun game. I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying learning some of the mechanics and the fighting and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's not – the price point, I think, is a little bit uh, off-putting as well, being a $100 game, um, at least on the Switch eShop. Anyway, it's it's um, definitely not worth that much. But if you could pick that one up for like maybe 50 bucks or something like that, uh, definitely a good pickup. I think it's available on PlayStation 4 as well. Don't quote me on that, though. Um, and also, look, just played a few more matches of Mario Tennis because I love just destroying people when I play as Boo. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Um, yeah, and it's nice to have a new one in my list. So Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, which we'll talk about below. Um, StarCraft 2, as always. Destiny 2, my WoW subscription. I didn't realize it lapsed. My payment through PayPal had <gasps> fallen through when I got the thing saying your account's not frozen. But like, you know, it's fro I think it did say frozen, actually. So I've got to fix that. Um, I play, played No Man's Sky, Simon, which I think consisted of only about 10 minutes. Just, again, walking around, seeing how different it is with the last update. That's one of those ones I'd love to spend hours playing, but just don't have time. And on a mobile device, um, aside from the wonderful Candy Crush and Coin Master, but Pocket Planes, the old nimble bit game, which I'm hooked on again. I just wish they would update it. I think we might have talked about that last episode. Um, that's it for me. So, the big thing is obviously PAX, which was last weekend, mm. and um, Ben, you were there, and Simon, you didn't get to any of the days, did you, I can imagine, with everything else going on? No, I was no. working and packing. Yeah. It's a shame. Mm. Yeah, um, PAX, bigger and better this year. Um, 
Jeez, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. Uh, last year, like I expected to be busy for the full three days, and by Sunday afternoon, a lot of it had, had calmed down and quieted down. Um, it wasn't as busy as what it had been on the Friday, Saturday being particularly busy. This year, Friday was the quietest. Saturday and Sunday, it was off the wall busy. Um, Oh, my God. I couldn't believe how many people were walking through that show floor on Saturday especially. It was just pure bedlam, absolute crazy. Um, In saying that, it was really cool catching up with a whole bunch of the AGPN community. Uh, That's the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, uh, for those that don't know. uh, Search hashtag AGPN on your social medias of choice and you'll find a whole slew of great Aussie content creators. Uh, not just the 8-bit stuff, but all the other guys as well from across the country. Um, yeah, there's just so much to do. PAX is a community event, realistically. Um, and I said this, I joined the uh, a couple of NPC boys on their podcast last Wednesday evening uh, just to you know do a bit of a PAX roundup because they're good friends of mine nowadays. And um, we were, you know, we we're all in agreement. One of the best things about our time at PAX was on Saturday night. Uh, we all went out for drinks. There was probably about a good 15, 16, 17 of us, um, all just at the one bar, got a big table together and just sat around and shot the shit and talked uh, video games and life and had a few drinks. And um, Both those boys and myself, we all agreed, you know, that's, that was one of the highlights of the entire weekend was just catching up with mm. all these people that we talked to for so long uh, in person. And just having a good time and just being able to spend some time together and enjoy each other's company. Um, and that that's the one takeaway I'll always remember from PAX is it's its not just a gaming convention, even though there are games there. It's a community convention. It's, it's about the community. It's about building a good community, having a great community and um, embracing the community. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance to go to PAX, Make sure you tee up to catch up with friends or, you know, meet new people, especially meeting new people. You go to that tabletop section, find a tabletop game you like, put your name down and join a bunch of randos to play, you know, a tabletop game you've never played before. Learn a new game. Um, Play some Dungeons & Dragons. Go to the free play console or PC area and meet some new people there. Um and even just walking around the show floor, you'll you'll run into a bunch of other people that are interested in the same things as yourselves, even standing in lines for panels or demos or whatever it might be. Um, but in saying that, I did play some games, did play a few games. Um, the only AAA game, and this is actually really the one thing that surprised me the most, is I only played one AAA game, and it's because I had a media interview set up with them, um, and that was Devil May Cry. Uh, the new Devil May Cry is looking baller. It looks really, really good. Um, super shiny, combat flows great, uh, demons look amazing. Um, I can't wait to see more of it. I only got to play one out of the three heroes that you will play in the final game, uh, being Nero. Um, really looking forward to checking out Dante, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Trailers make that game look insane. Yeah, it's... After playing it, um, I'm convinced I'm going to pick that up day one. It comes out, I just believe, is March 8th next year. That's going to come around quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially after those February releases too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but 
that was the only triple A game I played. Otherwise, I did spend a good chunk of time in the indie section. Now I'm going to f- I apologize to any developers that may tune in for whatever reason if I miss one of your games that I actually did play it. Uh, but I played a game called Teleblast, uh, which is where you're a little arrow sort of thing with a potential shield, which can lose that shield during combat, uh, where you shoot like a little teleporter out. It's a, a top-down, like, uh, kind of looks like... I'm trying to think what I could describe it as, but like, imagine it looking like Pong, where you've got like a square floating around a screen, but instead of just being Pong, you've got like... Um, obstacles and things that you can go and hide behind walls and stuff like that so things will um be out of the way but when you shoot out this teleporter from your little arrow that you are um it bounces around the screen and the longer it bounces around it builds up a bigger explosion charge so Mm -hmm. when it so when you trigger it again it explodes killing anyone that's in its vicinity and also teleports you to where the explosion is like the center of the explosion oh so Um, oh okay so basically you 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 throw a charge and then you teleport into a, a cleared area. Exactly, exactly. So it'll oh. blow up and kill anything that's in that area and also teleport you to that area. So you can use it as a defensive mechanism or as an offensive mechanism to get away from people or to, you know, kill people with it. And the other thing is there was a dash ability in the mode that we were playing. Um, the dash ability allowed you to dash through walls. So you could actually go from one side of the map back around, like loop around to the other side of the map if you dash through it. Um, or dash through the obstacles in the middle of the map and things like that. Very, very clever little combat game. Um, well, that sounds like it could be really frenetic. Oh, yes. Uh, Four-player yeah. couch co-op, uh, couch battle game thing that you could play. Really cool little idea. Um, another one I played was a game from last year, uh, Boomerang Foo. Very similar concept. Uh, you're a little man, or in this case, it's a banana, coffee cup, avocado. I think there's a few other options you can choose. Uh, uh, and you're carrying a little boomerang. And you throw the boomerang out to kill all the other players uh, on the screen, a little isometric uh, 2D, 3D type uh, view, uh, multiple random generation on the maps. Um, but also when you throw out this boomerang, if it doesn't come back to you right away, you can call it back uh, by holding down the trigger. Um, but it'll also you can also pick up power-ups for your boomerang. So like there's ice fire power-ups, there's exploding boomerangs. Um, I managed to pick up both a fire power-up and a multi-boomerang um, option, uh, power-ups, basically. So yep. when I threw it out, the boomerang would then split into four different boomerangs, and every single one of them was spitting fire everywhere. And then I could call all four of them back and things like that. And there was one map where it was like basically just everyone was hidden in grass and I threw my boomerang out because it was fire. Everything caught fire and the whole map just caught fire and killed everyone. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So another great little couch co-op game, uh, couch battle royale type game sort of thing. Um, Brief Battles was back there again this year. Uh, if you haven't checked out Brief Battles, um, I actually pledged to this on Kickstarter. It's the only game I've ever pledged to on Kickstarter. Again, another 2D battler type thing for, for players uh, where you jump around the screen picking up uh, underpants, except they're super-powered underpants and will give you special abilities. Again, shooting fire, ice. Uh, I think one gives you better jumping. Another one gives you, like, steel underpants so you can smack people. Like, you do butt slams on top of people and stuff to kill them. Um, that game was back again this year. The boys from uh, uh, Juicy Cupcake is the name of the developers from that team. 
Yeah. Uh, they're hoping to have that game out by the end of the year, if not early next year. Um, yeah, definitely check that one out if you can. Um, Hypergam is another one from last year I saw that was back again. Really, really fun game. Again, another four-player brawler type game. Um, except it's kind of got like this retro 80s vibe where you're running around uh, like as uh, ninjas. What it? Be almost like an 80s style cyberpunk uh, battle royale type sort of thing where it's like four-player couch co-op again. Um, okay. And... So you pick up rocket launchers and machine guns or samurai swords and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and then if you win the round, so you're last one surviving, uh, it'll give you a selection of upgrade abilities. Okay. Uh, so one might be vampire blood. So uh, when you do damage to someone, you heal yourself. Or um, uh, one will be stronger melee or better movement speed, something like that. So the person – and the way it works is the person that actually loses – uh, the round, like the first person eliminated, for example, they get first pick of the power-ups that's on the screen. There's four power-ups on the screen. So they take the first pick, and then it leaves the other three, and then slowly, surely, so the la- the person that's winning always only gets to choose whatever's left. Um, and then all those those power-ups, like you go through, I think it's about five rounds uh, to get to a certain score level. And um, each of those rounds, you're getting new selection of power-ups and you can actually stack them so you might have a defense buff from the first round a defense buff will come around in the second round and you select that again so your defense buff will no longer be 25 percent, but actually 50 percent, and it just keeps on stacking from there so you can actually build up so you've got this huge defense um stack on top of you so you know you can suffer through a hell of a lot more damage and maybe out survive the other guys and win um another really that sounds so, so it, it's fairly that's more strategic rather than just basically mm. bludgeoning through something. oh yeah yeah it's pretty yeah, strategic yeah. but it's like a twin stick shooter style uh battler so yeah really cool little idea lots of fun um that was actually our 8-bit game of the show last year too um just fyi um what else was there okay so then there was another like a 3d stealth game which was called sneakers where you're a secret agent and your only weapons are a pair of sneakers. Um, so you can throw these sneakers out to cause distractions. So you throw a sneaker out, cause a distraction, you walk up behind the enemy with the other sneaker and whack them over the back of the head. Um, so it's, all- not, it, it's not a game about obsessively collecting sports shoes. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's actually about sneaking. So that's kind of where the pun comes from. Um. Um, yeah, so really cool, fun little game. Great little stealth game. And excuse me, even better, it's got a um, a rewind mechanic, so you can never actually die in the game. You can always rewind. There's no limit to how far you can rewind from the end of the level back to the start of the level if you really want. Um, so if you're really obsessive compulsive about getting through a level without ever being seen and you know, never breaking your stealth, um, you could you could potentially do that. Uh, you just have to keep rewinding back until you get it right. So, yeah, there's plenty of really cool options in that game. Very unique sort of style for a stealth game to have that rewind function. Um, God, I'm going to go through a whole bunch more. I'm I'm seriously not going to remember all of them. Uh, Another standout, though, was a game called Speaking Simulator, where you play as a robot learning to speak. So think of it as Octodad, but... Yeah, 
you're getting the idea, right? Yep, but yep. instead of being like um, Octodad, where you have to control the limbs and things to prove that you, you know, you or pretend to be human, you're a robot that's trying to pretend to be human, but you need to control the lips, mouth, and uh, lips, teeth, and tongue of this android uh, to be able to make them speak. So you control it, trying to move these things around and everything to match the words that's coming up on the screen. Um, all the while, it's talking funny to you in the ears and all that sort of stuff, so you can hear what you're you're trying to say. Um, yeah, so and it's basically like being drunk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so it does sound a bit like you're drunk. Um, but there's like a see-through like side-on view of your face um that you could see on the screen which is you, you could see like inside the mouth and things like that so you can see the tongue and so you can work around how to move the tongue and there's like little buttons that you have to press for each word for the tongue um to try and work out how you know the word's going to develop and then you have to shape the lips and things like that to make the words actually come out and um if you're failing, the more you're failing, the more the robot starts to fall apart as well. Like it can't handle it. So you you might be standing there and there'll be sparks flying off your chin and I, your eye might just randomly pop out sort of thing. And this human will be standing there going, hmm, something's not quite right. Um, really, really clever game. Um, I, I kind of like the concept of it and I can't wait to even try playing it. Well, maybe even while drunk. I think that'd be quite a uh, entertaining uh, view. Well, it's certainly going to be doubling down anyway. Oh, hell yes. Hell yes. Um, I could probably go on and on about indies. Uh, the Necro Barista was there again this year. It looks really good. Uh, there's another one called Aurora of Worlds, which is like a 2D generated uh, dungeon crawler where you got randomly generated weapon and power-up selections as well. Um, really, really cool games. Uh, God, there's others I know I'm forgetting, and I apologize to the devs that are, were there on the day, but um, there was just way too many indie games to mm. uh, rattle off them all. There was something like 130-odd indie games on the show floor. I, um, I wouldn't think about offending anybody because you're assuming that someone's actually listening to this. Thing. <laughs> That's always true. Um, but, yeah, uh, just heaps of games. I honestly recommend going and check out, out uh, as many of them as possible if you can um, there's quite a few of them that are out now um, so if you haven't played them yet uh, go check them out cool good roundup Ben thank you no um, worries now while I think of it we had an email from one of our f- uh, few remaining listeners Jay um, about b- echoing your comments about Destiny 2 last time that they've really turned it around with the latest expansion. So, oh, yes. yeah, thanks for that, Jay. And um, that did convince me to go in. I just have not been able to bring myself to spend the money to get that expansion. Yeah. I, I just cannot. Yeah, be- I can understand why too. Yeah. yeah. And it was either spend it on that or spend it on Red Dead Redemption 2, which is mm-hmm. what I did. So let's um, talk about that briefly. Um, just, you- just, uh, just before we do, um, with Destiny, they've changed it now so that you don't have to buy all of the preceding stuff to buy the Forsaken. Is that that's the like, the yeah. the, uh, the Taken King Ooh. for this version, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I haven't um, I haven't heard that one. The last I heard was uh, the base game is free on PC now. Yeah. Okay. As well. So if you want the if you haven't played the base game yet on PC, uh, jump onto Battle.net. Free yes. download. Give it a crack. Yeah, they announced that. I assume it was at the BlizzCon opening address from memory. I think think it was at BlizzCon, yes. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that's right. You can get that for nothing. Um, actually, I, I don't want to sidetrack. They've all, they also announced at BlizzCon um, they're doing a reboot of Warcraft Three, which I'm a bit excited about. Oh, the remaster! Yeah, that looks yeah. really good. Yeah, can't I can't wait, wait for that. To see the finished product. Spent a lot of hours in that game. Mm. Um, so yeah, Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, I'll give you a throw to rest for a minute, Ben. Although I'd never do the <laughs> extensive reviews you, you do, but. Um, yeah, I was convinced actually by one of the people on the AGPN, Australian Gaming Podcast Network, who mm. um, it was Adam, Ben, who um, talked about how cool it was. He went back somewhere and, you know, the reaction from one of the inhabitants in the hut, you know, referenced something he'd done ages before and whatever. So he's really yeah. impressed with it. Um, and that I thought, yeah, look, I'm just going to buy this damn thing. It's just getting such rave reviews. So I, I've got it, downloaded the 82 gigabyte file. Um, and I've only probably played, well, I know I'm a progress meter. I think I'm lucky to have hit 3% on the story. Um, it's a big story. It's a big story. So they're saying mm. 70 plus hours of game time just in the story mode, um, which is brilliant. So yeah, I'll do the brief review. It's, it's bloody good. It's, I've never, I never played the original. I understand this one set essentially before the original. Yep. Um, I like the characters. Like Arthur Morgan, I who you're playing, um, yeah, I just can't think of a thing to afford. I even like the fact there's so many bloody controls to to be aware, but every single time it does prompt you because I hate I, mm. I suffered with Dragon Age Inquisition. I bought that, thought it was really impressive, but because I played it sporadically, I could never remember the controls, and I just gave up. I like how yeah. this constantly prompts you every time you do it. Well, I assume it does throughout. It certainly has so far. It, it it has for me. I'm probably a good chunk further than you. I think yeah. I'm like fifteen twenty percent. Yeah, I'm just past the train robbery, so I'm. It's pretty early. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're still pretty early. Yeah. Um. So look, that's if, not a spoiler, guys. It's um. It uh, that actually is very very early in the game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's no yeah. spoiler there. And but even that was really well done. I just yeah, I've enjoyed mm. that. It's probably the most fun story driven game I've played since probably Half Life Two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really impressed with it. So, um, yeah. What, what, what say you, Ben? Yeah, I'm really impressed with it as well. I'm well and truly into chapter two at the moment. Um, I've literally got down to the point where the only uh, story-based mission I have means going back to, or going, not going back to, but going to an area which is pre the beginning of the story. They, they talk about a lot being Blackwater. Um, and uh, the gang is very much wanted, dead or alive there. So that's literally where I'm up to. I'm about to start doing the uh, story mission there. Um, there is no other story missions left for me on the map to go to. But in saying that, I've probably God, easily done probably about 20 hours this week on it. Uh, mm. just, and a lot of that, you know, I spent probably easily an hour to two hours just sitting at the saloon playing poker the other night. Um. And just had a good time playing poker with yeah. a bunch of video game people. Um, really, you know, there's so very much to do. Um, the only thing I will recommend to people if you're going to get it, uh, try and get all the story missions that are around the camp done uh, when you get to Chapter 2 because that actually unlocks a lot of the other activities that you can go do. Is, uh, there's like uh, a stables, uh, one of the missions that takes you by the stables so you can um, – get yourself a proper horse um, and you get to name it and things like that. 
So my problem was that I was running around for ages because the horse I had was perfectly fine. Um, but there's a thing where you need to actually groom your horse so that it doesn't get sick or, and doesn't drop its health uh, faster or the stamina faster, um, which you can either clean it by running it through clean uh, like river streams and things like that, or you can get off it and give it a brush. Problem is I couldn't find anywhere for the longest time where I could buy a brush. And it wasn't until I actually went and did this story mission that, you know, take you to the stables and everything like that. And I got given a brush. I'm like, oh, okay. So there's a whole bunch of stuff where you, you're seeing all these things and you're like, I, why can't I do that yet? Mm. It's probably because you haven't actually done the story mission for that yet. Uh, one of them takes you past the sheriff's thing and one of the guys goes, oh, you could probably find some bounties in there if you want to go hunt down some criminals. Um, there's another one for stealing stagecoaches and hunting legendary animals and things like that. So just um, keep that all in the back of your mind that, you know, get, a, get try and get as much of those early story missions from around your camp done very early on because that'll unlock a whole bunch of other things that you can do in the world. Um, since I've had a lot more of that unlocked now, I've been just riding around, finding random events, uh, hunting animals, um, hunt you know, stealing things from people, uh, accidentally murdering people as well. Um <laughs> One and it's funny you mentioned the uh, button prompts as well. Um, so I'm playing it on PlayStation Two, and the left trigger or L two uh, is like your highlight uh, player or highlight stranger or person that you're looking at to like you know give you other options for commands to what to do with them. Um, I walked up to the butcher, uh, butcher, the butcher in town. Uh, I was like, oh, yep, I'm just going to go sell him some of my uh, hunting spoils. And I walked straight up to him, and instead of hitting L2 to, you know, highlight him and talk to him, I hit R2 and immediately shot him in the face. And then and, the whole yeah. town was mad at me. Yeah, I've, oh. I, I've, I've nearly done that a couple of times. I think I've shot one of my, yeah, friends yeah. in the back once at least. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing I did, and I only did this this afternoon, was I was saving a person that was building his house uh from uh some people who were trying to extort him uh like they were shooting at him and stuff like that so i finished saving him and he's walked up to me and start talking to me and i went to talk to him but i still had my rifle out so as soon as i hit l2 to talk to him I, I just pointed my gun straight at him basically i didn't shoot him or anything but he's like he just panicked and started shooting back at me. I was like, all right well i'm gonna have to kill you now yeah, bang that's you're right. dead <laughs> um so <laughs> I've done that accidentally probably several times. Uh, there was a woman I was rescuing at one point where she was on my horseback and I crashed the horse where we both went running, flying off the horse. So, cause she took damage, she panicked and started running and calling for help and things thinking I was trying to kill her. So there's all sorts of really crazy things. It's just so much to do in this game. Yeah. Uh, don't get overwhelmed. But at the start is the only thing I'm going to recommend is just, Take your time with it. Learn a bunch of stuff. Um, there's so much in this world to discover, and you will be there for hours discovering it yeah. easily. Um, I stumbled across a serial serial killer's um, little murder stage show thing uh, the other night as well, where there's just this half decayed corpse hanging up from underneath the train track bridge, and then on the on the cliff next to it, it says something. Um, 
look upon my sins and know that I have done them or something along those lines. Like this guy is fully on, full on deranged. He's like out mm. there killing people. So I can't wait to see how that, you know, little side story wraps up and where it goes as well. And just all sorts of random stuff out there in the world just to, just to follow up on. Yeah. And I should say probably I, I use the Half-Life 2 analogy probably since Fallout 4, to be honest. That's mm. the last one I totally got hooked on. Um, the only thing I struggle with with all these games, and I, I particularly don't like um, this, and it's probably just because I'm not used to it, is the whole weapon wheel, inventory wheel thing. Uh, it, yep. it drives yeah. me insane. It, yeah, some of them are pretty bad. This one's not too bad. I find it pretty okay. Okay. And I'm just worried that I'm going to need a, a – like. It's fine when you've got time, but you know you're riding on a horse and suddenly you need to select a different weapon. I'm sure that'll happen at some stage. I just find it so unintuitive that I know I'll ride the horse off a cliff before I select what I need. Yeah, well, thankfully it slows the world yeah. around you right down to you know. I mean, you're still moving, but it's it's incredibly slow. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, but that, so I mean, you that, do have time. That's all I could find to criticise it. Is it's absolutely brilliant. That and the fact that my PS4 Pro. Um, still howls like a demon, the fan, just trying to keep up with it. But Yeah, yeah uh, a lot of people are saying that, um, but it just seems to be the PS4 Pro way. Yeah. And I, I can say cause I have the PS4 Pro now because I've got the Spider-Man version. Um, I don't have a HDR TV. I've got a 4K TV, but it hasn't got HDR on it. Yep. So my PlayStation doesn't turn the HDR on. Whisper quiet. That is 90% of what that fan is taking care of, why the PlayStations run so loud, is because of HDR. Oh, so I need to look at that. So I, I'd be sitting there. So if H- yeah. yeah so, so if it's giving you the shits, just turn HDR off. Yeah. game still looks gorgeous anyway. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. There you go. And Simon, mm. by the time you get overseas, it'll be cheaper and you can enjoy it. Exactly. Apart from the uh, the... <laughs> the fact that the UK's VAT, which is the same as our GST, is 20%. Oof. Oh, God. Which ex- and their, uh, their electronics are a lot more expensive. So uh, I'm in no hurry for the new consoles to come out. No. Quite. God, no. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, let's talk briefly on some hardware. So first, iPad Pro. There was an Apple event, I don't know, about a week ago, announced a whole bunch of... New iPads, laptops, no new iMacs to my disappointment, but um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. So um, iPad Pro, potentially um, Apple's new game console, do we think? Well, that seems to be the way Apple were trying to um, promote it. They uh, they hauled um, Strauss Zelnick out on stage, uh, of all people, to, uh, to yab on about it. They're really trying to get a lot of the big game publishers are uh, interested and involved. Although I'm not really sure how that's going to work, quite frankly, considering that the the iPad Pro, I think, costs about $800. US Yeah, it's insane. You start looking at the Pro and the Xbox One X, or the Switch, and yeah. The Switch I, is I, about 400 Australian at the moment, yeah. just for a comparison. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it can do it. Apparently, it's got the the same sort of uh, graphics prowess as a, an Xbox One S. So yeah. it's for for a portable device. It's it's got it's got well, obviously it's got more grunt than um, than uh, the Switch does with its uh, Nvidia chipset. But um, 
yeah, the the price it's it's a big screen, so that's good. But uh, how how you control it? I mean, let's face it. Most of us mm. who play video games, uh, we either want the precision of a keypad and a mouse if we're if we're playing on PC, mm. or we be able to lay on the couch, kick back, and uh, and play on our consoles. Mm-hmm. You don't get any any advantage to playing on an iPad Pro. No. You get a large screen. Yeah, you can you can uh, plug your Lightning, um, no, or your your iPods or what are the what are those r- ridiculous um, electric toothbrush head things that you stick in your ears called? They, earpods. Oh, earpods. Yeah. Yeah. So you can put your earpods in. I mean, you, you could probably get a reasonable, but uh, do you really want to be holding a device that large and that yeah. head trying to play something on it? And if you're not using that, you're going to maybe use a, like some sort of Bluetooth controller or external controller. Then, yeah, as a, as a portable gaming solution, I don't think it works. And as a, as a gaming solution for in the home, again, uh, I can't see it working. It's, just just on cost alone, I don't really see it working. No. And then and then because it's on the Apple ecosystem as well, the games actually have to be developed for it. Yeah, yeah. Which which was why Strassel that came out on stage, so you could talk about that. Although it's interesting that they got him out rather than um, Andrew Wilson or um, I kind of remember who Activision's boss is. Mm. But Two K was the only one they got out to talk about it. I mean, I mean, Two K's got um, got Rockstar and a, a few other decent um, publishing houses, but it's not quite at the same level. No, no. And they announced they announced um, they announced that BlizzCon the next Diablo game is going to be a mobile game, and it hasn't gone down terribly well. No, it hasn't. No, no. Well, I mean, mobile gaming has its place. There's yeah. there's no surprise about it. I mean, it's massively popular, but it's a it's a fairly specific range of experiences there's not generally you don't have an awful lot of depth to them no let's face it i mean uh the warner brothers recently leaked and i i think it's i think it's a real thing the harry potter mmo i'm actually kind of uh quite excited to see what that involves to be perfectly honest Hmm. but uh you've got that that'll be for for pc and console i doubt that's going to be coming to mobile Anyway, and anyway, mobile's already got a Harry Potter game. Mm. She's awful. I don't know if you guys have ever tried it. No, no, don't, don't, don't. Awful, terrible. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that's crossed over from mobile. I mean, a, a lot of the microtransactions schemes came from mobile originally. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that they managed to get so much power into such an, a portable expensive device but so what do you guys think do you think do you think there's a sweet spot that this thing's going to be able to hit no i no i honestly i mean it's it's an ipad pro if you're a person that uses ipads regularly uh it's going to be exactly what you want it to do uh especially the other thing they've had a pro version for a last couple of cycles haven't they yeah um you know, uh, artists use them as drawing tablets and things like that and all that sort of stuff. So at the end of the day, the way I look at it is if you're someone that buys an iPad Pro already, yay for you, and you might be able to run a couple of games on it as well. But otherwise, I think for the general populace, I wouldn't see it anywhere, especially for 800, 800 US anyway. Um, 
And that'd be the base model, I'd say, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, there'd yes. be another yeah. models above that. Um, yeah, for that sort of price point, um, I wouldn't be buying it as a dedicated gaming thing. No way. Uh, it, it's nice to see that it has the power and the capability of doing these things. But one, software's got to be on it. Two, I, I just can't see at that price point it being purchased for dedicated gaming. No. There's other reasons people buy iPad Pros. Yeah. yeah, and of course, the, the other problem you've got is that, and I think this is still holds true, is you can't supplement the storage no. on a pad. So you, if you want to put any kind of games on there, you are going to have to put, you're going to have to go for the largest SSD mm-hmm. or, or RAM that they've, not RAM, mm. but, you know, largest storage option. Storage space, yeah. And, uh, and if you're not, then you're going to have to constantly be installing and re-downloading. Yeah. So again, mm-hmm. it's, places with band bandwidth and you know just having to wait for your goddamn game to download that's right when you when you want to play it or when you want to update it or whatever and yeah. then if you've got an iPad pro then presumably you're doing you've got it because you you've actually got some work that you need to do on it so that might mm-hmm. mean uh, video files because you there's a, a version. video editing art yeah. drawing and like it like I mentioned the tablet drawing the uh, artists use it for yeah, I think there's even uh, they're even bringing out like uh, tablet versions of Premiere Pro and After Effects on there as well. So again, if you're dealing mm. with or or large photos, that's that's chewing into space. So uh, it's the capabilities there, but I don't know if the practicality is. That's right. Mm. Be interesting to see, but yeah, I'm, I don't have any real faith it's going to break them into the gaming market any more than they are currently there. Um, no, well. I mean, it could be as successful as the uh, as the Apple Watch. So, that, I mean, you know, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think the cost is the biggest barrier there and the fact that how many games are actually going to be able to, like, so, uh, be even able to purchase on it realistically. Yeah. Just because it can do something doesn't mean the software is going to be there. That's right. Absolutely. Cool. Um. If we can do it very briefly, Lenovo buys a two-year, I'm assuming PSVR is PlayStation Virtual Reality license? Yes. Mm-hmm. So why would Lenovo do that? Because uh, it's basically an off-the-shelf solution. Right. So they can as incorporate as, in their gear. Uh, yeah. Um, more, the more in- interesting question isn't why Lenovo has bought it, because that, that makes sense, because it's a cheaper option than uh, um, buying Oculus or Vive mm. technology. Mm-hmm. The more interesting question is why has Sony let them? Mm. Sony is um, is the are the kings of proprietary. Oh yeah, everything they do is proprietary. You've only, you've only got to look just look back at um, their like their video products. Uh, I mean, uh, base is obviously the probably the one of the the most well known examples of that. Mm. It's been willing to. Correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was either the PSP or the Vita, but one of them had its own proprietary memory card. That, that was the Vita. It was the Vita, yeah. Oh, you yeah. To, yeah, you had to buy a proprietary memory card. You couldn't buy just a standard SD card off the shelf no, or anything. Those things are expensive. They mm-hmm. uh, it took me ages before I could get a 64-gig one. Ooh. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't cheap, and that, that was, yeah, that was, that was tricky. But, I mean, mm. before that... Uh, of course, they didn't have. I mean, Nintendo does the same sort of thing as well. There's, there's obviously you want to avoid copyrights, yeah. but um, you look at the 
Sony loves inventing new formats. Like you, you look at the UMDs and the mini discs and uh, DAT and uh, oh, what was that? Yeah, they produce a lot of stuff, but they mm -hmm. really locking people in uh, customers into their technology, but they're not great for uh, licensing it. JVC were fine with that. Mm. They were happy to make uh, license the VHS format out to anyone that wanted it, which led to competition in the work in the uh, in the marketplace. Um, Sony didn't. Sony made Beta, and that was it. Although they did end up licensing to I think Sanyo eventually, mm. and I think there might have been one other manufacturer. But but basically, if you were buying a Beta, you were buying a Sony, and it's just. I'm, it's very curious that they're doing this. So they've either learned a lesson, which is always possible, and they're doing it because they want to um, they want to get their format out there more, 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 make it more available. I mean, Lenovo make computers, and I think they also still make mobile phones as well. So perhaps it's going to be like a PC version of PlayStation VR, or at least compatible which would mean that there's a possibility of um, being able to port things over. If, if PC manufacturers, not PC manufacturers, but uh, PC devs, uh, mm. develop software for a compatible PC version of PlayStation VR, that you wouldn't think there'd be a massive amount of tweaking to get it to work on PlayStation, which could increase the amount of software available for the platform. Mm. And that's the only way, that's the only thing I can think of them doing it for. Because PlayStation VR has actually been quite successful in its in its own limited way. I think there's more PSVRs out there than there are uh, Oculus or Vive. Mm. Because yeah, it's a, it's a cheaper buy-in, yeah. It, it's cheaper, and PlayStation that's just hit 86 million. So even if you're taking a subset of that, that's a pretty substantial market. Mm -hmm. So, you guys have any thoughts about that? Can you think of any other reason why that you see why um, why Lenovo is doing it rather than going for like the Microsoft's yeah. mixed reality or or one of the more expensive current PC versions. What do you think? I, I think it's cheaper to sell, well, cheaper to develop and cheaper to sell. Um, also, it allows developers another option for a VR product on PC. It's a cheaper option than a Vive or a, um, what was the other one, o Oculus. Mm -hmm. So from a price point, I mean, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Especially if you've already got a PC capable of running this stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. Well, if you if you've got a PC that can run Vive or Oculus, then it's definitely mm. going to run PSVR or mm, exactly. whatever Lenovo equivalent is. Yeah, I, I think from a price point of view, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that, I think that's simply what it comes down to. Is it it's going to make it a lot easier for PC gamers to get into VR. I mean. An Oculus or a Vive, I think, is a minimum still a thousand dollars investment just for the VR pieces of equipment, uh, yeah. let alone the PC that you need to buy. Um, that's assuming you haven't got a PC already. But if you already do have a PC and you want to get a VR, like I don't own any VRs. If this thing's two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks, shit, I might pony up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another watch this space, really? That's it. Yeah, another another dongle to put on the shelf. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
PlayStation Classic Game List announced. So without going into every single game, what what are the what are the key ones that got you excited? If any. Well, that answers that. <laughs> I, I haven't actually. I didn't actually watch it. Oh, that's good. That uh, makes three of us by the end of it. <laughs> no, there, there is a list. Um, I'm just trying to remember. I know Metal Gear Solid is on there. Uh, that's probably the one from my PlayStation experiences that I remember the most. Um, I've just pulled up the list now. Yeah, it's I'm only just about doing it. Game. So, yeah. Uh, so, so Battle Arena, Toshinda, and Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, as you said, Odd World, Rayman, Resident Evil, uh, Ridge Racer, God, Ridge Racer, Super Puzzle Fighters, Tekken 3, oh, Tekken 3, yeah, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, Wild Arms. Yeah, so it's not going to get people super excited, but this... Yeah. Uh, no, tw- um, Tom Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six, uh, oh. God, it's if you're thinking about getting one of these, then for for the love of God, uh, just watch what that that game looks like, and um, mm. probably Resident Evil, and what would be another prime candidate for checking out? Uh, well, looking at the list, my picks are the, Destruction Derby because I actually had that on PC. That was a lot of fun. Um, Metal Gear Solid's just an absolute classic. You. Yeah, if you haven't played it before, you should. Oddworld's another one that's a classic sort of platform, a very difficult puzzle solving too. Yeah, that holds up pretty well, I think, because of it's yeah. the it's, uh, it's art style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's basically a two D platformer, and mm. the cutscenes are all pre rendered rather than being done in engine. Whereas if yeah. you look at Rainbow Six, it's all early polygonal stuff, and it looks oh yeah, it'll look really rough. Al. Uh, siphon filter would be this exactly the same. Yeah, it looks pretty rough. The car um, ones away with better because like Ridge Racer and um, Destruction Derby because they're they're more angular objects, so it's mm. less curved surfaces being described. Yeah, the other classic being Final Fantasy VII. A lot of people love that game. They've got a lot of fond memories of it. Um, but it's also being remade at the moment. Uh, when we'll see that remaster, remake, whatever it's going to be, they they are calling it a remake. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, we've been waiting for it for a few years, so hopefully you might see it next year if you're lucky, mm-hmm. uh, at least before the next console comes out. Resident Evil Director's Cut, um, that's the original Resident Evil game. You can actually buy a remastered remake version of that already on the PS4, um, It was, which is actually the GameCube version, which is, again, a HD remaster of the original. Um so, yeah, I, I don't see that one being necessary on the list. I understand why it is, because it, it is a classic PlayStation game, uh, especially with Resident Evil 2 coming out as well soon. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at this list going, yeah, there's a couple of good ones here, but majority of it's pretty average looking. Yeah, the NES and the SNES one lists, I think, although there were some notable omissions, there was more... Majority of it was good. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is is fine, but of course, a lot of people forget that the first iteration of that was basically a top down. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very very different from what we think of now automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Rayman would be fine. I mean, some of these games will look fine, but they're the more cartoony, yeah, two D ones basically. So it's not. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a, it's what, 150 bucks in Australia. So if you were looking and bearing in mind, no power supplies included, nothing unusual there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going to buy these, all of these games, then you'd be looking at considerably more than 150 mm. bucks. But the question is, would you buy all these games? That's right. And that's probably the question that yeah. we need to ask ourselves is, at what point would you be better off getting a, uh, a an original PlayStation or a, a PS1 and mm. uh, and just getting the getting the buggers on uh, on disc off eBay? Yeah, I, I think you know one of the things, and like you said, doing it on eBay might be a while a good way of doing it but like it's i think this is nostalgia factor i i find that especially with the snes mini um that i love it just because hey i've got an easy way to purchase these snes games and i got a snes controller with it that i can use um and just plug in and go it's done it's plugged straight into the hdmi i don't even have to think about it i just use it um i think that's one of the advantages especially with this playstation one as well um, just plug in, go, play what you want to play. Again, it's going to come down to if all these games are something that uh, you really want. That's right. Yeah. And if you can actually deal with the initial iteration of the PlayStation Control mm. without the thumbsticks. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Because a lot of people don't realize that those uh, those uh, analog sticks were not original equipment. No. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But none of these use that or take advantage of it anyway. So That's right. Yep. Speaking of cartoony games, um, we've already talked about BlizzCon a bit, so I'm, I'm probably going to skip over that one except to say uh, we've already talked about Warcraft 3, um, uh, the Diablo. Diablo, yeah. yeah. And then WoW Classic. So they're, they're releasing pretty soon. I think you'll be able to play the original WoW um, yep. Up to, uh, I think it was the patch, just as, or so the the whatever the last iteration was before Burning Crusade, the first expansion. Oof. Oof. So, oh, druids, druids! I am so sorry that Burning Crusade is when druids actually became really viable. So, ouch! Yeah, uh, you're you're just basically a healer prior yes. to Burning Crusade. I only started at Burning Crusade, so I mean, I just have no desire to do it, and I just I I think most of us would totally underestimate how much it's changed. I think it'd be yeah. interesting. One um, of these days, I'm going to have to see where I parked my um, my Torin druid. Yeah, I need to find out where my worgen is. <laughs> I need to be. Uh, is yeah. that a euphemism? Is that a euphemism? Ben? <laughs> yeah, sure, totally. Sounds like a euphemism. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix. All right, let's just do some brief pop culture stuff before we sign off. So Castlevania Season 2, Ben. Yeah, um, launched a bit over a week ago now. Uh, really cool. So I, I don't know if you guys remember from last year, they did the first season where it was only four episodes long. This season's eight episodes long. Uh, in saying that this season also explores a lot more of the vampire side of the story. Um, so Dracula and his minions and what's going on with his minions and they're plotting to overthrow him and things like that. So, um, there is a lot more of that in this, this season of uh, Castlevania. Um, yeah, so there, there's a section, it's probably about a good three to four episodes long in the middle of the season where uh, the heroes are all in the Belmont library or uh, vault hidden away. Um, so they're just searching through the library looking for things to find a way to uh, get into Dracula's castle while 
in Dracula's Castle, there's a little bit of uh, Game of Thrones style intrigue and backstabbing going on where a couple of vampires are looking at to uh, uh, take uh, Dracula out of the picture so they can become the new rulers sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, overall, pretty good season, though. Excellent. I only have one pop culture recommendation, and that's Bohemian Rhapsody. Went and saw that last night. Totally unrelated to gaming or whatever, but, yeah, absolutely stunning movie. Um, It gets lots of good reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned Game of Thrones. What put me off, and it's amazing how context sets your memories of particular actors. Um, The agent or the manager, sorry, of Queen in the early days was um, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, but it it took me a solid three or four minutes before I finally placed him, even though I love Game of Thrones. It's amazing how the context of the character sets your memory. Yeah, sometimes that can ruin a, a movie for you as well, especially when you go, oh, that character and that, and you're, yeah. And without giving away and too much, he basically to, yeah. he basically finishes up the same as Littlefinger in Game oh, really? of Thrones yeah. as far as he gets the boot. Obviously, he doesn't get yeah. killed, but... Um, yeah, if, if you have any anyone that grew up at that era is going to love it anyway. But the level of detail and the re- recreation of Live Aid—it's just—it's absolutely a stunning movie. That uh, the guy that plays Freddie, if he doesn't get an Oscar, I'll be gobsmacked. Uh, Rami Malek. Yeah, that's the one. He's also uh, the lead actor in Mr. Robot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is too. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, no. Uh, Christian Slater. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I always get Christian Slater and Kevin Bacon confused. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't either. No. Yeah, I, I, I have I no don't. idea why, but I always get those two names back to front. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Random fact. Simon, what's your recommendation? Um, I'm, mm, okay, let me have a thing. Uh, I'm just thinking that maybe Ben needs to get a check for dementia. <laughs> it would surprise me. Something deeply concerning. Do I? Well, the thing is, I gave up. I've uh, I cancelled my Netflix, um, so I haven't really been in preparation for for yeah, shipping. Yeah. I no mm. idea how that all carries over. Anyway, um, I've oh, been... it carries over actually perfectly. All you have to do essentially is um, just log in with your same account overseas. I've done it many times with my account uh, with the states. Oh, well, um, I just, well, I just logged in over at the States and I got access to Netflix in the States. I think, I think that's what I was – I think I was actually paying US dollars because I got it back in the day oh. before it came over here. So I was using uh, using my US account. Sure. So I probably just as well to stop that. Yeah. Uh, ooh. I, well, the exchange rate. Jesus. Uh, well, mm, uh, mm. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, do I have any recommendations? I really – don't as other than YouTube. Um, have, have either of you familiar with uh, with a YouTube channel called Red Letter Media? No, no, really. Do either no. of you like movies? I've heard yes. about these movie things. Yeah, moving images. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the that yes. new stuff. The new technology. Yes. Yeah, and they've got sound now too, so that's that's a plus. <gasps> what? Yeah. It's shocking. You can, there's even 3D too, which apparently is one dimension too much for most people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the work of the devil. But um, if you haven't looked at Red Letter Media before, and I'd be surprised if uh, there's that many of you out there, although 
that's the funny thing these days with everyone living in their own little echo chambers. You know, you frequently get shocked by the things you're very well aware of, but everyone else isn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they're basically a they have a couple of shows, uh, but it's all basically to do with reviewing uh, current movies or uh, reviewing really really bad movies, uh, which has its own level of entertainment. So if you feel like a, a bit of uh, a bit of stupid uh, chatter, it's well worth a look. So that, that could be a segment in our wonderful new podcast reviewing shitty old movies. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I actually just uh, just remembered, I don't know, I think we mentioned it briefly on the last episode, but Daredevil Season 3, very, very good, um, if you haven't checked that one out. God, I didn't realise it had been released. Jeez. And there's the House of yeah. Cards too. Oh, that just came out, I yeah, think, on a few Friday. days ago, yeah. yeah. I'm, as far as Daredevil Season 3 goes, I'm kind of in two, two minds as to whether to even bother. Uh, it's back to more the original Daredevil season one. Ah, uh, no, it's it's not the quality of the product that's the uh, problem. It's the fact that there's not going to be a season four. And uh, well, they haven't confirmed that not being a season four yet, but they yeah. pretty they pretty well kind of have. It, right- well, I'll put it this way: the season wraps up neatly. Yeah. Neatly enough, anyway, where you don't need a season four, but it also there's enough there to be able to do a season four. Okay, so mm. so if there isn't a season four, you're not going to feel oh no, no arc wasn't finished or yeah, yeah. oh yeah. okay, Maybe it, 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 it wraps up. Yeah. And they've cancelled Iron Fist and um, Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only one that's still going for any period of time is Jessica Jones, yeah. and that's probably because they're afraid uh, of a bit of and a Punisher as well. Punisher season two is coming out next year. Right. But mm. Netflix is definitely cranking right back on this because they basically want to give the middle finger to Disney. And I can't say I blame them considering what Disney's been doing lately. Yeah, that's right. I, I think Disney's charging them an arm and a leg for the licensing, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, well, they also been in... Uh, Kevin Feige doesn't really have much of an appreciation or love for the guy that runs the uh, Marvel TV side of things. Yeah. So, since Disney's going to be pulling all of these properties back because they want to generate stuff for their own streaming channel, uh, mm. they will. Disney already basically made it clear that they'd be pulling, uh, they wouldn't be continuing to license the products to yeah. Netflix. So th- that's it. Wasn't I think not, they've already confirmed a Scarlet Witch series, and there was something else. Dazzler, yeah, definitely Dazzler. Da- oh yeah, Dazzler, one hundred percent. For Disney Play or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. They're going to get uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be one of the series that they're going to make. Um, the other one I'm, I can't recall. But well, it, was another, it was another member of the Avengers. Mind you, we probably aren't going to have access to, to that channel here in Australia anyway. Well, we haven't got access to DC stuff yet, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's true. And we don't have access to CBS All Access either, which is a, which is a crushing no. Um, it's, but luckily there's nothing on CBS All Access so we're not really missing out that's on anything right. there not really no. cool alright well that's pop culture sort of and I'm calling that a show awesome um, second last one at this stage so um, yeah let's um, we'll still go through the if you'd like to offer an opinion actually we'd love to offer you to offer your opinion on what we announced tonight as far as wrapping this up and starting something new, any suggestions you have about what you would or wouldn't like to hear about, 
um, that's always appreciated. Um, and it's the usual contact details. So contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. Um, Twitter, again, the Oceanic Gamer, uh, Simon's RPG Beats RL, and Ben tweets under the Spawny 13. Um, we've already talked about Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these 140 previous episodes to this one are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast. And they will remain so. That, that won't yeah. change. They, yes. God knows. Yep. So everyone get out your notepads and write us a letter saying how much you hate Simon for leaving the show and causing it to be ended. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, and uh, if you don't want to do that, then um, please sign my sub- uh, p- p- the petition on org to save Flashpoint from the chopping block. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure that'll be inundated. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And we'll do lots of thank yous next time anyway. So, um, mm. yes. But thank you very much for listening as always and thank you to you two. Um, and we'll definitely talk next month. Um, so have a great week. And remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Good night. Nighty night. Oh, is this for us a good night? to speak does not make one intelligent.